Welcome to Vertical Church Ovilla. While you're here, click subscribe so you can check in with us every week. Right now, we're in a series called The Real Life, where Pastor Brian is speaking on being fishers of men. We hope this message inspires you and leads you to a vertical life. There are days that are uh, significant. Every day is a day that the Lord has made, but there are some days that are significant because on those days you choose to remember, you choose to honor something that God has done. Today is a day that we do that as a church. We do that with baptism today. In just a moment, you're going to get to uh, see six who have put their faith in Jesus Christ and have come today to make that expression public. Amen? Yeah, amen. And days like that are special. They're days for us to honor what God has done. They're days to remember what he has done for us. And they're days for us to remember our baptism. So I hope today, if that day has happened for you, that this is a day that you go back in your mind and your heart to that day. That you remember what God did then. You walk in it today and celebrate as we celebrate with those who come to be baptized today. Days like this are important because they, they also teach lessons. They, they teach the children a lesson. They teach all of us some lessons about what Christ has done for us. Days of memory and memorial are important. Today is a day like that for Heather and I. We're celebrating 29 years of being married today. Yeah. So uh, we are excited and grateful, and it's a day of memory. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of looking back, and uh, maybe you saw some of the pictures on Instagram that Brianna posted yesterday of um, a guy that looked a lot younger, <laughs> and a girl that looks the same as she does today. So I don't, <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. So. Uh, but it's a day to remember and to celebrate. And baptism is a day like that as well. Uh, because of that day that Heather and I were married, we both began wearing a ring. And it serves as a picture, uh, a way of memorializing the day, but a way of also reminding ourselves and being a picture to others is that we belong to someone new now. I no longer belong to just myself. I belong to Heather, and she wears a ring that says she belongs to me. And because we have entered into a new relationship, we live differently. We live because of the relationship with that we share. We entered into a covenant on that day. It wasn't a contract. A contract is what you sign when you don't trust somebody. It's true. It's true, really. Someone comes to do some work at your house, and you don't know them all that well, and they don't know you all that well, and so you sign a contract so that they do the work you expected, and you pay them what they expected. And if someone violates the contract, there's going to be trouble, understandably. But marriage is not based on mistrust. Marriage is a covenant relationship. It's based on permanence. It's based on love. It's based on what God has done in me and what he's called me to with that other person. 
It's not just a commitment either. It's a covenant. The difference between a covenant and a commitment is, is that I'm in the commitment as long as I can still commit. If I ever get tired, can't commit, or, you know, it gets too challenging, then I'm, I'm out. But a covenant is different. A covenant is I'm in for good because God has birthed this. And this is exactly what he invites us to is a covenant with him. He doesn't call us to a commitment to him. He doesn't really even call us to a contract with him. He calls us into a covenant relationship with him. And he is the one who initiates the covenant. It's not based on me, uh, me keeping my end of the bargain, me making sure I've done enough to earn my part of the covenant. It doesn't work that way. It's a covenant in which he does the sacrifice, the work, and he invites us into that covenant by faith. And baptism is the picture, it's the symbol that shows us what this covenant is all about. So I want to talk to you just for briefly today about what baptism is for those who are here being baptized, for those who are here to celebrate with others, but for all of us to remember the covenant that we've been called to, baptism. This is real life. This is as real as it gets. This is not a, um, an addendum to life. This is not a piece that we decided would be cool to add to our life. No, this is what life is all about, this right here. So I want to read a passage to you, and we'll springboard from there, make three points. Uh, we're going to do our announcements, and then we're going to baptize. So uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 2. Um, let me kind of give you the setting. Um, it's the new early church. It's after Jesus has ascended back to heaven where he goes to be seated at the right hand of the Father. Um, the Holy Spirit is given to the church. The book of Acts records this moment where the Holy Spirit was given and these miraculous things began to happen. It's beautiful and it, it put all of God's people together and it made each of us a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God would not be contained in places of brick and mortar, but would be contained in the hearts of men who trusted him by faith. And so this new thing is happening here in the book of Acts chapter 2. I'm going to start reading in verse 36 if you're thumbing through or... Uh, trying to find your place in your app there. Um, at this point, this, this miraculous thing has happened where the Holy Spirit has been given. They are speaking in languages of all people from all around the world, and there are some who are totally blown away by what's happening. They're confused by what's happening, and they all gather together to see what is this thing that is happening here. What is this news, this good news? And so into the midst of that, Peter, one of the leaders in the church in that day, he stands up to speak, and he's going to give a message to them. Now, he brings a message of good news, but this message is also containing some pretty straightforward talk because the people that he's talking to were some of the very ones who had wanted to make sure that Jesus was crucified. They were the ones who opposed to him. They were the ones that said, we will not have you. They're the ones who rejected him. And so Peter stands up and he speaks to them. And we enter into kind of the middle of his message, his talk in verse 36. And it says, it says therefore, 
Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart. Have you ever had one of those moments where you have this awakening, this realization, this sense of, oh, no. It's kind of like that moment when you're going down the highway and then you see flashing red and blue lights behind you. That like, ooh, that right there. <laughs> Only far worse because this is the Spirit of God who's turned on the red and blue lights in their heart and has made them very well aware of their transgression. They have just broken the law. They have acted against God's ways. Okay? We go on and it says... <clears throat> Uh, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? This was a very different kind of ending to the message. You know, normally it's a guy speaking to a group and he asks the group the question, but as Peter is speaking, the group asks the question, What are we supposed to do? They're cut to the heart. Verse 38 says, Then Peter said to them, Repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The answer to the question was, you need to change your ways. You need to stop what you've been doing. You need to turn and you need to follow Jesus. He is the one who has paid for your sin. You're not going to pay for it by your good acts. You need to repent and call out to him, and then you need to be baptized as evidence of your faith, as evidence of what you are doing, as evidence of what he has done. You need to be baptized. And he says, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God himself will come to live within you. Verse 39, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. This is not just for one group. This is for any who would call upon the name of the Lord. Verse 40, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Verse 41, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Skip on down to verse 46. It says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Today, we are about to participate in an activity that dates all the way back to the first century church. We're going to be doing the exact same thing that they did for those who came and put their faith in Jesus Christ. To those who said, I repent of living my life on my own. I need a Savior. I want to follow Jesus Christ. And they were baptized. And we're going to be participating in that same thing today. What a beautiful thing that the Lord has given the church. Three things today about baptism that I want you to understand, want us to all think about. Baptism is a picture of the death and resurrection of Jesus. 
This is the main picture that it shows to us. In just a moment, we're going to bring some folks up here that have put their faith in Jesus, and we're going to go through a motion of having them sit here in this trough, and then I'm going to lay them down in the water, a picture of death. And then I'm going to raise them up out of the water, a picture of life. And this is first and foremost a picture of what Jesus has done for us. The one who left heaven, humbled himself, came as a man, came as one of us to feel what we feel, experience life as we have lived it with the exception of sin. He would hurt like we hurt, weep like we weep, feel hunger like we feel hunger, but he would never sin while here nor ever. Thus, it made him a spotless sacrifice to be able to pay for sin. He would go to the cross, suffer unjustly, unfairly. He would take what you and I deserved into himself. The Bible says he would become sin there on the cross so that you and I could become the righteousness of God. He would become something that he had not been so that you and I could become something we had not been. Amen? He took upon himself what we deserved because we had sinned. We have sinned. We need to have that sin paid for. We have transgressed the law. We have failed. We have been disqualified. We need a Savior. And Jesus came to be that Savior. And he would die. He would be buried. He would give up his life. And his life and his blood would become the atoning sacrifice for our sin. So that the Father would receive him and recognize that truly it is finished. And to show us and all the world that he had been accepted as the payment for sin, on the third day, when it appeared there was no hope, on the third day, when it appeared man had been more powerful than God, when it appeared that the enemy had won, when it appeared that sin would not have a savior, Jesus rose from the dead. He rose up, that's right, amen. He rose up and showed he was more powerful than death. He was more powerful than the grave. He was more powerful than any man in any governmental authority position. He was more powerful than Satan himself because he was resurrected and lives forevermore. So when we baptize today, we are seeing a picture of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ first and foremost. Amen? Amen. Amen. This was the message of the early church. This was the message that Jesus gave to the disciples. Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Letting their experience be a picture of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. But the second picture that baptism is, is a picture of permanent covenant with Jesus. Hmm. Entering into a relationship, a new 
association, a new connection. So that just as Heather and I began a new association, relationship, connection, covenant, those who put their faith in Jesus Christ begin a new association, covenant, and relationship with him. And it is a permanent one. It's not one that's a commitment or a contract. It's a covenant. It's one that he initiates. It's one that he gives. And he says the way into this covenant for you and me is through faith. So you have a passage like Romans 6 verses 3 and 4, make a note. It says, as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So watch this. You and I enter into a covenant relationship with him to receive all that he has. When Heather and I got married, I got all that she had, which included a silver Mustang. That was pretty awesome, really. Now... It was one of those late 80s midget Mustangs. So, you know, it wasn't one of these, you know, boss, you know, big 429. It wasn't any of that. It was this little silver one, but it was cool. All red interior, all red orange dash lights. It's great. I got that, but I got a whole lot more. I got Heather. That was. Yeah, forget about that. I got two horses and a dog, and a cat out of the deal, too. That part always slips my mind. I don't know why. Forget about that. Yeah. Those those two horses helped us pay for Brianna to be born, though. It was great. Um, But Heather got all that I had, which was a brown 1979 Monte Carlo. It was awesome. It was cool. And uh, what few dollars I had in the bank at the time. And that became hers and all she had became mine. When you enter into a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, you receive all that he has and is. All that he has in the bank, all that he has in possessions, all that he has in himself, it is all at our disposal. And wow, look what he got in us. Sinner, wicked, had been rebellious. That's what he got out of the deal. But what we received is almost hard to even take in. I got a standing with God that is free from any rejection. I don't have to fear anymore that I could be cast out, that I could lose my standing. Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you enter into him, you receive everything he is and has. In fact, the Father even sees you differently He sees you in the same way now he sees his son who is seated at his right hand. 
Is there any chance that God the Father is ever going to look over at God the Son and say, I'm tired of this arrangement. I want you out. No, that will never happen. When you enter into Jesus Christ, you enter into a covenant permanent relationship where you receive all that he is and has. He will not look at you and say, I'm tired of this arrangement. You're done. You have come into an everlasting covenant with him. You are now made one with him. And the Bible says that we receive all of that not by trying to be good enough, perform enough, but by receiving it by faith. And so baptism is this beautiful picture of this covenant where I enter into his payment for my sin, his death, which there is now full forgiveness, there's now peace with God because my sins have been removed, but I also receive everything that's in his life. I am accepted. I'm filled with hope. I am now seated at the right hand of the Father as well. I have received every spiritual blessing there is in the heavenlies. They are all mine because I am in him. He is in me. This is all now what you and I have. And he says, here's the picture I want you to get. It comes through faith pictured in baptism. This is why immersion is so important for us. Because being immersed in the water, fully submerged, covered over, shows us that we are receiving all that he is and has. I am being immersed, covered over into all of his blessings, fully enveloped, fully covered with all that is in Jesus Christ. I don't have to fear anymore that my standing is on shaky ground. I don't have to wonder if he is for me. I don't have to wonder if he is praying for me. I don't have to wonder if he's not intimately involved in my life. He is, and baptism shows us that picture. Amen. Amen. On the day of a wedding, you say, with this ring, I pledge my love to you. All that I am and have, I freely give to you. On the day of baptism, it is as though you are saying to the Lord, I pledge my love to you, all that I am and have, which is not much, I freely give to you, but all that you are and have, I freely receive and am immersed, baptized, by faith, receive all of that. Hmm. There's another picture in the book of Acts of a time when um, there's a man uh, from Ethiopia. He was, uh, he was reading along in Isaiah and uh, the Spirit of God provides someone there to help him understand what he's reading. And the man says, well, what's preventing me now from just going ahead and being baptized? The guy said, well, I, I guess we can. He said, there's some water right there. And the Bible says they went down into the water. It didn't say in Scripture that the man said, hey, have you got a cup of water you can just pour on my head here? Have you got a few splashes of water you could sprinkle on me? No, they went down into the water. Immersion is essential in the picture 
of what is happening in our faith and to who we are and this covenant relationship we are entering into. But the third thing is that baptism is a picture of your death and resurrection as well. It's a picture of Jesus' death and resurrection for sure. It's a picture of us entering into this new covenant with him. But it's a picture of what happens to us. Baptism in the scripture always follows belief. Believe and be baptized. It is for those who have put their faith, they have taken this spirit, mind, emotion, will step of trusting Jesus as their savior. They have believed in him. They've chosen to follow him. And because of the inward action, they are outwardly baptized. It is a picture of something that happens inside. I wear the ring because of my love for Heather. She wears the ring because of her love for me. It's an outward symbol of an inward reality. So baptism is an outward picture of some things that have happened to us. The first thing that happens to us is that I enter into his death, which means I die. Now, I don't mean in just a moment when I lower someone back in here, you need to call 911. That's not what I'm talking about. But who I had been as sinner, rejected, fearful, guilty, shamed, rejected, cast out, separated from God, who I had been died the moment I believed. All of that came to an end. And the moment I believed also, new life happened. I was resurrected. A new me came alive in that moment. A new heart with new desire, new hope, a new future, a new understanding of God, a new way to see life, a new way to relate, relate to people. And here's the deal. After you've taken that step, you have to regularly remind yourself that that happened, right? I have to remind myself when certain desires come in or impulses, when I am tempted to be bitter, angry, greedy, whatever it might be, I have to remind myself, hold up. I died to that. I do not have to listen to that voice. We live in a weird day today. I know that's no secret, but one of the things that makes it so weird is that people, and even Christians, have come to this understanding or belief that if you feel something, you should just act on it. And to say, well, I just felt angry, so I just had to tell them something. I just had to show them a thing or two. I just had to tell them off because I just felt so angry. I just had to act out on it. I just felt this way, so I just had to do it. That has been used to justify a multitude of sin in this day. I was born that way. I just feel this way. It just feels right when I do this. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, a new you came into being. And old you will sometimes say, hey, remember me? 
Remember me and how good it felt to just lose your cool and give in to lust and give in to greed and go, go let something else fill you instead of the peace of God fill you and the spirit of God soothe you? And he will cry out. And if you don't remember that he died, you'll keep listening to him. You'll keep giving in to him. Romans chapter 6 is all about that war. And the Apostle Paul says, look, I died that day. I don't have to give in to that sin anymore. I am not who I used to be. There's a new me in town. And this is the real me. And this me will determine what I do. Amen? Amen. Baptism is a picture of that. It's a, it's a reminder to say, there was a day... The old me died. And I do not have to listen to that voice any longer. But it's also the day a new me was resurrected. And I want to listen to that voice. I want to listen to that voice that says, love them. Don't hate them. I want to listen to that voice that says, forgive them. Don't seek revenge. I want to listen to that voice that says, be filled with the Holy Spirit and nothing else when you're looking for comfort. This is our picture of your own death and your own resurrection. This is what this day is all about. You see, it's a pretty significant day, right? So, I want to pray. And I know the Spirit of God is speaking today. I know He's speaking in a lot of different ways today. Let me just attempt to approach some of those so you can maybe have some handles for what to do next when you pray. Maybe you're a believer today and this last section has really um, kind of spoken to you. Maybe it's even kind of been the red and blue lights in the rearview mirror that said, oh, wait a minute, I'm cut to the heart. I need to change some things. I've been living more like I'm dead than I am alive. Maybe you need to say, God, I, I'm done with that. I will listen to your voice inside me, not my old voice anymore. It might be that you're remembering how special the day was for you when you were baptized, and it's flooding your mind with all kind of memories and uh, thoughts, and you're grateful to God. Express that to him. Maybe you're here today, and you say, man, that's a pretty powerful thing. I have never done that. You might say, I was sprinkled in another church, there's going to be some being baptized today that that's been true for them. They had been in another church at another time, sprinkled. There are some that say, well, I was baptized, but I didn't really do it because of what God was doing in my life. I did it because it was kind of the popular thing. Some of the kids were doing it, and I did it too. But they're coming to the place today where they say, I am putting my faith, this is my faith. God has worked in my heart and this is now real for me. If that's you, I'd encourage you, one, to tell the Lord, Lord, I want to follow you in whatever you have for me. And if it's baptism, I will take that step. And then I'd say, come see me afterwards and let's talk about that. I'd love to plan another day like this where you can have this built into your memory banks and your heart. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for memorial days like this. I'm so grateful for pictures that remind us 
of who you are and who we are in you. I thank you for these six who have come today who have chosen to make their faith public, who are choosing to add this now to their life as a memorial of a day that they've put their faith in you, that they are no longer who they used to be. They are now alive in you, filled with your peace, filled with hope, filled with life. I ask you to bless them today. For those that need to take that step, Father, I pray you give them the courage. I pray you give them the strength, desire to want to take that step. And all of us today are grateful for what you've done in the cross. Thank you for paying for our sin while we were even still enemies. Thank you for loving us when we were so unlovable. Thank you for washing our sins away completely, permanently, to never bring them up again and to make us to be resurrected, seated in heavenly places, one with you. Father, we're grateful today. I thank you for baptism and the picture it is. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask our ushers to come at this time. We're going to receive our offering, uh, take care of our announcements. If you're being baptized today and would like to go change in preparation, this is your time. And then when we finish all of that, I'll step back up and we'll baptize today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that because of who you are, our lives are different. Lord, we thank you that because of baptism, we have that memory that we can point back to where we were dead but are now alive. Lord, I pray that life would permeate every part of who we are and what we do. Lord, as we take our tithes and offerings, may we give sacrificially out of the abundance that you've given us. And Lord, may you use those funds to advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. If you are a first-time guest, we would love to be able to connect with you over at our Welcome Center. We have a gift for you that we want to put into your hands. My name is Melissa. This is Jamie, and here are your vertical announcements. So VBS is coming up June 17th through 20th, and every night that week from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., we will be in the worship center, celebrating and changing lives, teaching kids about the gospel. We have 60 kids already signed up for VBS and we are expecting many, many more. We have 25 volunteers signed up. Thank you, thank you so much to everyone who has volunteered their time and is going to give their life away that week for the kingdom, thank you. You can sign up before you leave if you also want to volunteer or if you wanna sign up your child, you haven't done that already, you can do it online at verticalchurchovilla.com. But we have two iPads set up in the welcome area that you can sign up before you leave today. Volunteers, we have mandatory volunteer training meetings that are gonna help equip you to be ready for that week. Um, there's two different meetings. You only have to come to one of them. The first is next Sunday, immediately following church. It'll be about 10, 15 minutes long, and it's upstairs in the Elevate Kids room. Or if you can't make that one next Sunday after church, then on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. next Wednesday, June 12th, there's going to be a meeting in the office at 6 p.m. So we'd like to encourage you to plan your day around one of those meetings. And don't forget our Big Catch Sunday is coming up at the end of this month. It is officially June. So if you have not gone out and tried to fish, to get um, your $100 Academy gift card, you need to get out there this month. 
Um, we're also filling out our top five big catch for our neighbors, our friends, people that you want to see to invite here on June 30th. Um, but back to our big catch. We have a new front runner, Norm Foxen. Oh my gosh. So you better get out there this month or Norm is gonna take it away with that fish. That is amazing. That is awesome. So before June 30th, send in your pictures um, to the church phone and we'll get you up on the screen like Norm. That fish is huge. <laughs> Goodness. And ladies, this announcement is for you. I want to introduce Brianna Vanderberg and Roseanne Boston. They have a special um, announcement for you guys. Awesome. All right. I am super excited uh, to announce to you that we have our first ever women's conference coming to Vertical next month. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So it's going to be here um, on July 26th and 27th. That's a Friday and Saturday. The theme is enough. Not that we're enough because we're not. Not by what we do or what we don't do, but Christ has made us enough. And that's what we're talking about. That's right. Come and join us as we learn what hinders us from knowing that we are enough in Christ and what we can do to change that. Uh, registration will start soon, so make sure and check out our Facebook page for more details on that. Uh, tickets will be $30. It includes a t-shirt and so much more. Um, I love that it includes a t-shirt. I know, right? Awesome. Me too. You can't beat that. Uh, it's going to be an amazing weekend of incredible worship, testimonies, food, and fellowship. We can't wait, and we hope that you join us. All right, very nice. It's great. Very good. Well, it's time to baptize some folks. Amen. Hey, let me just uh, yeah, let me just let you know up front, this is a celebration. All right? So, I want you to feel free to clap and hoot and holler and all of that stuff, right? I want you to celebrate because these are people who have been resurrected. Hello? And this is real life. It's not that their spiritual life is less than their physical life. In fact, your spiritual life is your real life. It is what continues on. Hello? So I want you to really celebrate today when they come up out of this water, right? This is our moment to celebrate as family together. So also, uh, when I call up each person, we're going to have family stand right here, and they'll be getting ready to uh, watch. So let me go ahead and have uh, the naps come on up because Jake is going to be baptized first. And uh, we're going to let family stand right over here. Yeah. And Jake's going to come up on stage. And we're doing something else that will kind of help you today. We're going to give you a, a very close-up look uh, at those being baptized. Here's Jake right here. Good to see you. Come on in the water, sir. There you go. Yeah. It's nice and warm, isn't it? Yeah. Craig made sure it was really warm. Go ahead and have a seat. All right. Look over here at all these folks that love you. We've got uh, family and lift group family as well. And so uh, I had a chance to meet with Jake this week, and we talked about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and what it means to be a follower of Jesus in this day as a young man. Aren't you proud of a young man who's willing to take this step today? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So he told me he had asked Jesus into his heart, and this is very real for him. And so I know it is. I, I'm, I love his family and what God's doing there. It wasn't too many uh, months ago that dad and brother were up here. So God is at work in a family. Amen? Amen. Jake, I'm excited you're here today as my brother in Christ. 
I baptize you therefore as my brother in Christ, buried with him in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Very good. All right. And let me have a friend of Jake's. Let's have Lucas Boston come up here. And uh, I talked with Lucas recently. And uh, another young man putting his faith in Jesus Christ, ready to live him out in his life, in his family, in his school. And we've got family and friends gathered up here too. So that's awesome. Yeah, take a look over here at all this family. Isn't that awesome? There's mom and dad. Yeah. And all kind of family here. Man, that's awesome. That's good. We'll let them get all set here. Very good. Lucas, I'm grateful for you and for your willingness to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I know he has put that in your heart and you want to walk and follow him now, right? Amen. Lucas, based on your confession and profession of faith, I baptize you as my brother in Christ, buried with him in baptism, and raised to walk in newness of life. There you go. Don't forget your shoes. Yeah, that's good. Amen. All right. Thank y'all very much. Awesome. Next, I'm excited to introduce to you a young couple who've put their faith in Jesus Christ. I got a chance to meet with them recently. Let me have Robert and Whitney Holtz come on out, and we'll, do, we'll baptize Robert first. Robert and Whitney drive a little bit of a ways. They're coming, they're coming from Venus, so that's a drive. We are grateful for them. We got a chance to talk, and they've put their faith in Jesus Christ, had an experience at another time in their life, but this is their time to make this real for them. So come on in, Robert. And you've got folks standing here. Looks like more Lift Group family. Yeah, that's awesome. So Robert and the rest of us, if there's ever been a day in time when it's important to be a man who follows Jesus Christ, and it's today. I'm grateful for men. I'm grateful for you, Robert, for your willingness to be a leader in your home. That's why I wanted you to go first, to be a leader in your church, in your community, to, be, to say, I believe that real life is in following Jesus Christ first and foremost. And Robert has expressed that. So, Robert, I baptize you, therefore, as my brother in Christ. You're buried with him in baptism. And raised to walk. All right, we're going to let him hang out right here while his wife comes to be baptized. This is Whitney. She also said at another time in her life she had had a, an experience, but this is her time to be baptized being immersed, and this is her time to be baptized and say, this is for real for me. And we also got a chance to talk, and she wants her home to be one that glorifies Jesus Christ. And so to have a couple come together, how beautiful is that? Yeah, amen. We both say, we are going to follow Jesus Christ together. What a beautiful home this is. Amen? So Whitney, 
I'm excited for you, and I baptize you as my sister in Christ. You're buried with him in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life. Amen. Yeah. There you go. You're good. All right. Thank y'all. Blessings. Amen. Thank y'all. Lift group family. All right. Let me have... Um, Ava, make her way to the stage. Uh, you may have seen Ava here for a little bit. She's been with, with Keith Tucker, and they told me when I talked to them that they've just recently gotten married. So we're excited for them. <clears throat> yeah, amen. Ava, come on in. Ava and Keith live over in Midlothian. And Ava said she was one of those that when she was young had been in a Catholic church and had been sprinkled, and it was more out of um, what everyone else was doing at the time, but she says, for me, for now, at this point in my life, I want this to be for me, and she's following Jesus Christ and being baptized. This is her step of obedience and following him, and God's blessing their marriage, putting them together, and blessing her as well. So Ava, I'm grateful for you. I'm baptized as my sister in Christ. You're buried with him in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life. So when this day began, we were planning on baptizing five, but um, someone came in this morning and said, I need to talk with you. And so I talk with her. It's Nita. You, Nita, you want to come on up here? Nita is a friend of Sarah Foxen, who works at the CVS in Midlothian. And uh, they've been talking and Sarah had invited her. And so I was a little shocked that someone would come in the door and say, I want to be baptized today. Right. Okay, well, let's talk about this just for a moment. So we talked through this. We talked through who Jesus was, and she understood. She told me that she's had an event happen in her life recently that caused her to come to the place where she realized, I need a savior. I need a defender. I need someone to lead and guide my life. And so she comes today and says, I've put my faith in Jesus Christ recently. I've been growing in him. I have someone who's been helping me, but I work on Sunday, she said, and this is the only Sunday I've been able to get off. Can I please be baptized? I said, I can't argue with that. Amen. So, Nita, come on in. There you go. All right, well, okay, cool, we'll do that. So, Nita, I haven't met you before this day, but I'm grateful for what God has done in your life. I'm grateful for our rescuer that he has provided in himself for you, a redeemer who's rescued your life from the pit raised you up from the grave and resurrected you into a new woman in Jesus Christ. You are loved, accepted, whole, and complete 
in him. All that's in the past is now washed away. All is made new in the loving hands of Jesus. So I joyfully baptize you today as my sister in Christ. You're buried with him in baptism and raised to walk. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision to follow Christ. When we are baptized, we are washed clean of the fear, the sin, our mistakes, and we are risen new in Christ. We are so excited to share in that new life with you. Come and see us next week live at 1030.